When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Here is Husker 24-7 senior writer, Brian Christofferson. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a little bit of a circus act. Brian Christofferson. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty interesting. Brian Christofferson. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoy that. Here is Brian Christofferson. This, this, is, this is a personal deal. You know, I, I hear stuff about the offense and everything, and, like, you, we are not as good on defense if it, was, if it wasn't for those guys. Like, period. You know what I mean? Like, I've been I've been on some stats where, where you know they didn't care about preparing the defense and and we had troubles tackling we had troubles going against heavy personnel we had troubles stopping the run like that you know what I mean, like so the DNA of the offense and them getting us getting each other ready to play ball there, there's a reason why they're running for 200 yards a game and and we're able to play good enough run defense you know what I mean it's because of those guys so we get a chance to see it and go up against them all the time so, you know I, it I mean. They prepared us. They they sharpened us, and and hopefully as we keep on continuing to play, hopefully play well. It's it's because of them and and how good they are in that. Welcome back, hour number two, getting kicked off here on Hurt Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. Hello, and we are about to be joined by Brian Christofferson on that Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline. What I want to tell you about Warhorse a little bit, it's the best place in Nebraska to place your sports bets. You got to go in person to the casino, but there's plenty of kiosks, plenty of sportsbook tellers, or you can build your bets on the app, the Warhorse Casino app, then take your phone to the casino, scan the QR code, and place your bet in person there. They've got pretty much every major sporting event. Uh, they've got straight bets, parlays, props, live in-game bets, all things. Do a little horse racing. Yeah, all things like uh, like my guy over here. Uh, you seem like an in-game better. Are you alive? You alive? No, guy? no. I'm more of a before game better. But okay. if I'm down and I feel down, yeah. I'll like start like throwing together some random I, live in-game. I kind of like in-game bets because I I sort of get this. Uh, I feel like I on games where I'm like, hey, I kind of have a sense of how this mm-hmm. is going to go. Yeah, you, you see one team really performing. Yeah, and, and usually in the first few minutes, the line doesn't change that much. You can still get the the kind of the pretty close to the number you want, but you have a little bit of an idea mm-hmm. of how a team comes out. So, I mean, you can do all those things over at Warhorse Sports, Sportsbook. No bets, no glory. Joining us on that hotline is our friend Brian Christofferson from Husker 24-7. BC, how are you this morning? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Good. We're doing well. Um, let's, uh, I guess, let's <laughs> let's start with the Michigan thing a little bit. I, I mean, what are your just kind of thoughts as more and more reports about this, uh, you know, alleged cheating scandal comes out? Because at first it kind of felt like, okay, maybe this is just sort of a maybe a one-off, not kind of isolated insulin. And then as more and more reporting yeah. comes out, 
it seems to be a, a vast and large conspiracy. Uh, I guess just how have you sort of processed all these all these reports have come out about Michigan? Yeah, I don't even know if I've seen the latest one or two reports, Ravi, if there's been something this morning or whatever. But um, uh, just the stuff yesterday about the SEC yeah. teams and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I would say um, I know Matt Rule was answering in general um, at his press conference about sort of uh, sign stealing and how it happens, you know, within games against the team you're playing. And that's sort of the part of the competition. And that's usual. Uh, but he also spoke in general um, about, you know, it's a different category if someone is, you know, coming in to the stadium and, and, and it's it, it breaking a rule that's written down. And that's the bottom line. And I'm only bringing what he said into it because I liked how he said it because I kind of nodded my head and I thought this is one of those deals where people will push it to the side and say, oh, it's no big deal. They're a great team anyway, whatever. Are we really going to make a, a thing about that? Is that what is getting them over the top? But rules are rules. Mm -hmm. And at some point, I think we need to get back to some of these deals where um, if, if you broke the rule, um, there's an actual punishment for it because there are actually some people who are abiding by it. And I know there's some people say, well, you're naive. That's not true. I don't think so because there's a lot of, coaches i think around the country that are pretty peeved about um what michigan did in this situation and I, I think they lost a lot of respect from a lot of a lot of peers if these allegations um you know which there's there seems to be more and more evidence of sort of uh are, are proven so um I, I i think it's uh i i think there should be a pretty good penalty for it um i'm not saying that's why they're winning games they're a great team they would be probably undefeated regardless, um, but still, it, it it even makes it more mind-boggling why you kind of go to that to to that category of doing something like that when you have the type of team you do already. Well, BC, we were kind of talking during the break, um, unsure if they would still be undefeated or if they would carry yeah. like one loss at season's end, and you know, if Michigan didn't go about stealing signs, if this all comes out to be true. Um, is Ohio State where Michigan should be? And is Penn State where Ohio State should be? And would Michigan then fall into that third tier of top Big Ten teams? Or would Michigan still be in that second tier? We just really don't know. And I'm kind of curious uh, uh, on your thoughts on that, if you think Michigan would take a drop or would take a loss and be out of the college football playoff. And if they did steal these signs just to get that one win to guarantee them in the college mm -hmm. football playoff. Are you asking if I think they could get penalized? Okay. So if so I, I guess I'm really just asking if Michigan didn't go about doing like the things that they did, would they be the number two team in the country or would Ohio State the past two years have yeah. taken that spot instead of them? I mean that that that's impossible to know, I guess. You know, I I I I, I don't doubt that Michigan had a good enough football team that they might have done close to what they, they did, but uh, the thing is, we don't know that. And um, in a way, to me, it doesn't matter because I, I think it's kind of back to that point. Like, we've got rules, you know, and let, let, let's start playing by the rules a little bit around <laughs> here. There's a lot of there's a lot of leeway right now within college football. 
for a lot of different categories with NIL and stuff like that, where you can make hay and actually be within the guardrails because no one actually knows where the guardrails are. But in this case, we actually set them on the side of the road and said, hey, you can't do this. You can do this. This does happen, but don't go over here. And it appears they went over there from what we're seeing. We will, you know, let it all play out, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's really damning stuff. And I, the way Robbie asked the first question, I was kind of in that camp when this story started, like, yeah, whatever. You know, I, I, I admittedly kind of put my hands in the air about it. And um, the more and more I read about it, the more kind of annoyed I get with, <laughs> with, with what I think Michigan was doing. And uh, maybe it's a petty thing to some people, but I, I just go back to like, come on, it's 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 on paper. You don't need to do it. And um, what I what I was curious when you're asking that question, Andrew, is what happens like with the committee um, with this team? I, if they go undefeated, I think they'll mm -hmm. obviously they'll be in. But let's say they lose one and there's a big debate, you know, about who's that fourth team. And it, it's really scattered for that spot. Uh, you wonder if they're not going to get the uh, benefit of the doubt now, and I would think they maybe won't. BC, I'll let your mind deflate from my very complicated question to decipher. Um, <laughs> and ask a good word for this. <laughs> and, yeah, and ask you uh, maybe something a little simpler here. What do you think is the extent of the punishment? You kind of like alluded to it with that last point, but if there is uh, a lot of truth that comes out about this and they're like, okay, we have to punish this team in some way, shape, or form, what do you think the extent is? Is it as deep as, hey, we're going to um, you know, strip, whether it's a potential Heisman trophy from their quarterback, um, like the Heisman voters are going to do something there, or you know, the college football playoff, things like that, we're going to strip a title, I'm, or is the NCAA just going to stay out of that business and just do something like, hey, we're stripping a Big Ten championship? Yeah, I, I, I don't know yet. I mean, that, 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 that's the thing that's going to be really interesting. I haven't seen if anybody's uh, got, gotten sourcing on what could happen. I would guess the NCAA doesn't want to get out uh, too far in front of, of their skis yet, you know, with what, what might happen. Um, that's why my mind kind of goes to right to what's in front of us right now over the next month and a half um, before that all plays out. And it, it, it's not that I think someone's going to intentionally say, uh, oh, this team we put at number five that was 11-1 and one because of this situation. But it just makes me ponder if there's enough animosity about it um, in the air um, by the time we get to that final vote, if Michigan does lose one game. I'm just curious if, like, human nature takes over a little bit there and someone else gets, uh, gets the bump over them. But, um, you know, that's just me speculating. And um, But yeah, this, is, this story is out going to be out there like every day every week for the rest of the season so it's going to be hard for um you know honestly michigan's going to have to really work hard as a football team the guys on it to focus around it um you know and and keep playing at the level they are maybe they're going to rally around it and do that whole thing where they think everybody's against them for no reason and play really well that could very well happen but um yeah it's a it's a messy deal and it's way more messy than i realized even like you know, six or seven days ago. Uh, we're talking with Brian Christopherson, Husker 24-7. Let's switch gears to Nebraska here a little bit. And uh, maybe – I know we talk about the injuries on offense a lot, but it almost feels like we don't fully appreciate how sort of ridiculous it's been 
Um, you know, I know several people have asked Coach Rule and Coach Satterfield, like, hey, have you ever experienced anything like this? Uh, to, uh, both of their answers were no. Like, do we fully appreciate how absurd the situation on offense has become? I think most people get it. Um, I, I'd say since I've been covering this team, I started as a beat writer in 2007, last year of Callahan. And I did it some in college before that, but I've never had one press conference that I was at where we had, um, okay, take the Gabe Irvin Ramir Johnson day. First off mm -hmm. that, that Monday, I've never had one that I remember quite like that, where there's been bad injury news, but not like, Oh, it's the top two guys on the same day right here at the very position <laughs> that everybody says this whole operation needs to center around with this offense and running the ball and all that stuff. And, they're gone. And so you get that day. And I was like, well, that's, that's pretty rough for a first year for a staff. And then to have that basically happen times two now with the O line, mm -hmm. um, you know, with the Piper Corcoran news and Nuri's out for a couple weeks, at least um, nothing like it. Um, I, I can't compare it. There's been got, there's been better player. I, I hate to get into this discussion, but there's been times where like a top level guy, was injured that maybe produced a little bit more than some of them, but not like the whole collection where it's, it's like, okay, two or three guys from this spot at the exact same moment and sort of when not everyone's expecting it, I think coming out of Saturday, um, the big discussion was about Ben Scott because he'd been down on the field and it ends up like, you know, Corcoran's out who had finished the game off and, um, all this stuff that so there was a name there's been names or two that have popped up where you're like oh I didn't even really know that was coming and honestly after he delivered the news on Monday there was like a five second just sort of silence <laughs> like people were kind of co collecting co collecting the thought like okay that, I got to process that did I hear all the names right is there no Ben Scott Corcoran's one of them you know it, it it's just uh it's been a r really strange deal but um, I like what Satterfield's approach was because it's the only way he can do it yesterday. He, he turned it forward and is, is just like, you know, we got a lot of young guys and they're excited to play and let's go, you know, and that's, that's all you can do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been something unbelievable. And I hope people like can put it in perspective compared to most years. This is not normal what we've seen. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about the the wide receiver room, which because it didn't happen at the same time, right? You still yeah. lost two of your top three guys, your top guys out for it, multiple weeks at least, and then your one of your top four guys quit before the season started, right? So um, the wide receiver room might be in the worst shape of all of them, and we're not even talking about that one anymore. Um, the reason I ask that question, though, I guess, is because it seems like, and and it's you know kind of human nature while you're watching a game, but it seems like people are still really critical of how the offense looks and kind of rightfully so in that it hasn't looked great, but it's just, how do you balance those two things of like, yeah, the offense doesn't look very good. Also, no one is healthy that we ever thought was going to play for us. Um, I think you can find a balance with it by the fact that we don't have to expect them to be a high flying attack, but we should expect um, them to knock some unforced errors out of the way. There's been some stuff that, has been mistake riddled that has nothing to do with uh, some of the injuries. You know, you just got to catch snaps. You've, you've got to have exchanges that are proper. They've just left the ball on the, the turf too much. And rule talked about this on his radio show last night. Interceptions will sometimes happen. Mm -hmm. um, you get, you got to keep throwing the ball some. 
Uh, but he hasn't had a team maybe that's put the ball on the ground as much as this. And um, they had three times that ball was on the ground in the first 35 minutes and they got them all back. And that's why we're not talking about that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been a real problem since, you know, first game when Anthony fumbled against Minnesota and then Colorado, obviously at the drop snaps, it really hasn't gone away. It's always kind of poked its head out. So when I look at the offense, it's like, I know you're limited in what you can do, but let, let's stop watching that stuff. You know, like where you have two or three series, like the beginning where, where rule says it was so bad. It hurt his lips to even try to make an excuse for it. You know, that that's the sort of stuff where they can be better than that, even with the personnel that's on the field. And it'll be interesting Saturday. It's not like the O-line is going to trot out guys who don't have some experience. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but Prohaska started games. Henry Latovsky's played a decent amount of football by now. And Justin Evans Jenkins is a guy they really liked all, all year, and they've been trying to work in as sort of the sixth or seventh guy prior to this stuff. So you got to go out there and hope there's not one more guy who falls and is injured there. But if those guys stay healthy, you can work with that front five and still run the offense. You, ha- you know, you've been trying to run and uh, hope to get some stuff done. BC, speak to how unselfish this team is. Hearing Coach Rule rave about Ethan Piper regarding the importance of reps for someone taking his position on the field has to be one of the most mature things I've heard in a while just the the ultimate teammate. How does Piper and the rest of the guys embody the culture of putting others before themselves? Yeah, well, I, I think there's a lot of guys like that over there which has helped them this first year. Ethan Piper is a special dude, though. Um, I remember when he was a recruit um, at Norfolk Catholic, he, uh, he uh, had committed or was going to commit, and I called him, and he uh, first off, he had like some musical that he was doing after school or something <laughs> like that. Cause he's like, cause in, he was one of those guys who played in the band and was in musicals and all that. And he's in like, I'll call you back. I promise. Uh, I got to go to a bi- his Bible study. Um, and so he went to that and um, I'm thinking, well, you know, sometimes you don't get the kids that call you back. They forget. He calls back immediately after it, but it was just like, I was thinking that this kid's like got all these things lined up. He's like the all American boy. And he's always been that since he's been here. Um, and so I'm not shocked he said that. And the context of it, of course, was, you know, he thinks it'll be good for that because Justin's going to get those reps now and it's going to help his development and that's going to be good for him. And in the long run, it's one more guy in the program who has that under his belt after this season's over. But for him to say that out loud, not something a lot of guys would say in that moment when they're nurse, especially that first week when it just hits you so hard with that injury. Um, so that's really cool of him. And um, I, I think uh, he's a guy that is going to be very successful. I think he's going to be a teacher and coach after he's done playing, and he'll do very well at it. BC, uh, I want to switch over to the defensive side of the ball. You know, one of the things that Tony White said yesterday that really stuck out to me was that just this idea that, okay, maybe even though we don't love the way the offense looks, they've been a really important part in preparing the defense to to look as good as they have. I guess that's not really something I had – just kind of thought about before how did you take that comment from him you know I I know he was trying to to pay compliments to uh his other units but it 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 kind of makes sense though doesn't it yeah I, I liked I would I had asked him a question actually about 
um, what, what he thinks of the young linemen. That's where the question mm-hmm. started. Like, what, what does he think of, like, because he sees them as much as anything because they've been on the scout team and they go against his guys. And, like, how has he seen them build up? And he really took that opportunity to drive down that lane. And um, it's it's really smart for this team right now because when, when Rule sets a, a message on Monday, he goes up front and you can tell there's, like, three or four things that are, like, um, points he's driving home. And he had one where he said he used his hands and he moved them far away. He's like, we can't be over here. We got to be here. And he put them together and we got to be Huskers. And he was really, he's, he's made that point a couple times. This has got to be a full team deal where you compliment the other side of the ball as much as you can. And the, and the, there is a part of this too. Some would say the offense isn't capable and, and maybe there's some truth to that, but the offense, you know, Marcus Satterfield's not doing exactly what he has dreamed of calling right now with this offense. We have to keep that in mind. I mean, he's working with the personnel he has. He knows that they just really need to not turn the ball over and, and win field position and set up this defense. And so the fact that the other coordinator, Tony White, like comes back and says, you know, um, yeah, we're a great rushing defense right now. Not his words, mine, but um, you got to give a lot of credit to the physical practices that those guys on the other side of the ball have given us all off season. I mean, they've contributed to that defense being the type of tackling team they are and the type of group they are in the trenches. So I like how they're, um, I, I feel like there's good unity over there right now, and I don't think it's just uh, words to say. I actually think they have it, and that they're going to need it with what's going on to, to win two or three more, you know, and get where they want to be. BC, for Nebraska to win this game this weekend, they have to do what? Not turn the ball over more than once. And I mean, I, you can accept one that gets away or something that happens over the course of 60 minutes. And then I want to see the defense take that next step and, um, you know, get when they get pressure, force a fumble, have it be one of those games where someone's picking it up and running it back, you know, or, or, or you know, Tommy Hill could have had a pick six on like the second or third play of the game Saturday make that play like that play's sort of been missing. Isaac Gifford's been a great player all year i bet if you went back and had a real honest conversation with him he wishes he could have that one back in minnesota you know in the end zone so there's all these plays that have been right in front of this defense where they're aggressive they're in position to be not just guys who stop somebody but who take the game into their hands literally and take the football away and and um you know produce points themselves I think they're going to have to do that a little bit down the stretch. You know, Iowa's been a specialist in this where their defense will get a pick six or whatever and uh, win a game that way. Um, on Saturday, maybe that's what it is. Maybe you win a game 17 to 13 and you have a defensive or special teams touchdown that puts you over the top. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think it's going to be something like that that's needed. And they got to win the turnover battle. They got to win field position. Brian Buschini is going to have to be nails the rest of the way where when they have a chance to pin someone inside the five, they do it. All that little stuff is not little stuff. It's the stuff that's going to decide if they win. Uh, BC, we'll get you out of here on this about a minute left. Um, For the people that don't hate themselves and haven't watched a ton of Purdue football this year, how big of a gap do you think there is, if any, between the Northwestern team that we saw on Saturday and the Purdue team that's coming up here this week because I mean those are two of the the bottom teams in the league and certainly in the West. Um, just where do you where do you see those teams at compared to each other? 
I think Purdue's a little, a little more dangerous on offense. And so the stuff that it's not like I think they're a juggernaut, but the stuff that Nebraska did early on Saturday, if they did the same things, they might have been down like 10 or 14 nothing. And that, you know, Nebraska's defense might have had something to say about that. But it would have been a lot harder to stop this unit. I, I have respect for Hudson Card. He's been around and he's he's good with his feet. Um, you know, Deion Burks is a, a guy who's averaging, uh, you know, six yards receiving a game. So he's a dangerous weapon. And Maccabi got him pretty good last time uh, these two met. Um, you know, he's a big back who I think started as a walk on there and has kind of risen up. So, um, yeah, I just think their offense is a little better. So Nebraska's offense has to be crisper. And uh, Nebraska's defense played as they did play great at times, but they're going to have to maybe, you know, knock out an explosive play or two that they allowed um, this past Saturday. It won't be easy, um, but the, they, the, they'll they have to be dialed in because uh, Purdue has a couple guys where, you know, the play where Omar Brown tracked him down. I don't know if they do that against Purdue. I think that's maybe a touchdown. So that's mm. uh, those kind of plays. You can't, you can't have holes like that probably this week. Brian Christopherson, Husker 24-7. We'll talk to you again next week, B. Yep. Thanks guys. Thanks BC.